Hello, and welcome to our special post-Emmy edition of The Awardist, um, which happens also to be our season finale of this particular podcast. I am Henry Goldblatt, and I'm here with my pals, Lynette Rice. Hello, Lynette. Hello, Henry. And Kristen Baldwin. Hello, Kristen from New York. Hi, how are you? I am well. Um, we all had late nights last night with watching the Emmys, and um, I'm eager to dive in and see what you guys thought. It was um an interesting, at times exciting, at times disappointing evening, as these things always are. And um, Kristen, I want to start with you. Um, what did you think? You're you're a TV critic by trade. What did you <laughs> think of this uh, production as like a TV show? Did you um, was it an entertaining three hours? Did it drag? Did you like? Um, what do you think of the lack of the host? You know, I was very excited thinking like, oh, okay, it's going to move faster because uh, with no host, that's what happened with the Oscars. But actually, it was kind of just a big old mess. And I think producing a glamorous award show is already way out of Fox's comfort zone. <laughs> you know, they always seem very out of, uh, they seem very uncomfortable as a network when they're forced to put on formal wear. <laughs> so I think doing one without a host was an even bigger lift for them and they just weren't up for it. Um, but, you know, uh, that said, there were definitely some interesting moments and some fun moments, but those usually came uh, from the winners and presenters themselves. Each year, um, the ceremony rotates between the four big broadcast networks. And Lynette, we've talked about how the networks use this as a time to trot out their big talent and like at the expense of other networks' talent, basically. And so this show started with Homer Simpson on stage and a gag that didn't <laughs> quite work. Um, do you agree with Kristen that this was sort of like out of Fox's league? Would, were you missing a host? I was really missing a host. And, and what a strange, quick transition to Anthony Anderson right after Homer, too. Right. I mean, that's how it should be because the Emmys are supposed to celebrate all of television. But it, it's funny, after the show, I immediately uh, texted a buddy of mine at one of the broadcast networks saying, how much longer are you guys going to hang in there and air this show? Because it's not about the broadcast networks anymore. And he I mean, he was funny. He said, like, I want out now. Uh, because it... it, it it's like they're just the platform. They just they provide the stage and everybody else gets to have the fun. Completely <laughs> agree. And like it's basically a three hour long commercial for Netflix and Amazon. And that's actually um, brings up another point that I thought was interesting. So Fox aired all these ads for Apple shows, for Amazon shows, for Netflix shows. <laughs> so many Netflix. So many. And so I'm like, but yet Fox will not air ads for NBC shows. At this And at this point, I would argue that Netflix may be a greater competition to Fox than NBC. And I just thought that was weird as well. Yes. Why not? Let everybody else, you know, open up promo time for everybody. It's it's the old rules should no longer apply here. They really it's all, you know, every, everyone's got to get together all for one. We've got to beat the streaming services. It's really, really something. Um, What did you make of I don't want to say poor Thomas Lennon, um, the comedian who had to do the intros and outros because um, he brought a lot of flack on himself. I thought it was a horrible, I thought he was a really bad choice. I thought he was not set up for success. I just didn't like any of it. Um, Kristen? It, it's interesting because he is, you know, he is an, a comedian, you know, the guy who created The State and, oh, and Reno 911 and things like yeah, that. So right. it's like, it's an he's an edgy and very smart comedian and I really like him in general, but he kind of seemed to lose his will to live halfway through. Like, <laughs> you know, it started out kind of funny and he was, you know, he said that he was your Sherpa through the lulls, which I thought was funny. And, you know, this is not unusual. Other networks have had 
you know, sort of uh, on camera and and behind the scenes commentators getting, you know, making these transitions. But then his jokes started getting really odd. And at one point he made a really mean joke about uh, uh, Felicity Huffman. He didn't say her name, but he he made this joke uh, about her in prison uh, or about a star in prison. We have some audio of that. The producers have asked me to give a special shout out to any of our previous lead actress winners who are watching tonight from prison. Hopefully those two weeks are going to fly right by. Keep your chin up. And it was it was kind of a jarring uh, turn. And then he just he at one point he just sort of he bungled a joke. And then he was like, "That's why nobody does this job. It sucks." Exactly. <laughs> well, there was a couple. I wish I can remember them too. When there's a huge win, and then he makes some strange aside as they're walking up, and it seemed completely inappropriate. I don't know if it was for Billy. Uh, just a couple just landed with a thud. There were I'd say there's there was less than five that really landed perfectly. But the rest were, oh, dude. And I don't know, you know, we don't know how much he wrote and uh, and how much he, you know, he had to rewrite given, you know, he made a joke, too, about Rupert Murdoch being his overlord and, you know, things like that. So it's hard to know what control he had over the material. Um, but it did seem like he was right that nobody wants to do that job because it ultimately sucks. Well, what was interesting, too, is... I mean, Fox, of course, went without a host because the Oscars did it quite successfully this year. But also the host, um, you know, CBS always trots out either James Corden or Stephen Colbert to host and ABC always trots out Jimmy Kimmel. They all use their late night talent to do this. At least yeah. they have in the past few years. And Fox doesn't have any late night talent. So I think um, I was wondering if that was that was a, went to the decision of not having a host as well. For sure. They really didn't have anyone to tap into. I mean, they had uh, the only person that's technically under Fox employ who has hosted before is Seth MacFarlane. <laughs> and, uh, you know, he didn't do a great job with the Oscars. So and he probably would have said no anyway. So I don't see any reason why, you know, they just figured it worked for the Emmys, but they or for the Oscars, but they just weren't up to the task. You know, and when Colbert and Kimmel came on and did their little banter about not having a host, like it was like, oh, crap, I really miss having a host. Yes, I feel like host will make a big comeback next year. I agree completely. <laughs> I think we're going to remember this as a blip yeah. in Emmy history. Um, on a more positive note, I was so, so, so pleased about all the LGBTQ representation among the winners and the presenters. And, you know, I've been watching this award show the, my entire life. And as a kid of the 80s, I never thought that we would see winners like RuPaul and Ben Wishaw, who thanked his um, husband and Billy Porter. Cherry Jones was up there as a presenter. And I uh, I get a little teary-eyed thinking about it. Like, it was really, really inspiring to me. It was a really great uh, moment. And I just love seeing the whole Pose cast on the red carpet and really just, like, owning it and loving, you know, this moment of acceptance. And just in general, I mean, there were there's always some kind of, like, there's sort of issue statements or political statements that are made um, on in these award shows. And I thought it was great, too, that Michelle Williams talked about pay equality. There were a lot of nice things that were highlighted. And yet there wasn't quite enough representation from when they see us. Oh, I know. That was my big letdown for the night. 
That was my really big letdown. Oh, I was so happy to see Jarrell Jerome. Yeah. He was that was so that was so wonderful, and he, he and he basically, you know, he stood up there for every nominee that was overlooked. Yes, including Ava DuVernay, which was great. He said all the right things. Uh, I just expected. Uh, I think we. I think we all did. We expected a much bigger showing from that Netflix miniseries. Um, one other um, point in the LGBTQ representation, I was so um, touched by Patricia Arquette's speech, which she dedicated to um, Alexis Arquette. Her um, sister who's transgender and um, made a very impassioned plea for transgender equality, which I thought was really, really cool. And again, something you would not have seen at the ceremony 10 years ago. It was, um, I thought it was a special. Maybe moment. the winners now feel like they need to step up more because of the lack of hosts. They need to make their time more meaningful. So, you know, we haven't completely given up on thanking their agents and whatnot, but I would, there was way more better, way more better <laughs> speeches this year than I felt like ever before, which was a good thing. Kristen, were there any speeches that stood out in your um, mind? I mean, obviously, Billy Porter's speech was great. Uh, we mentioned Michelle Williams, Alex Borstein, who went from, you know, kind of making a body joke about how uh, her seat no needs panties. no panties on, then to telling this sort of inspiring and moving a uh, story about her grandmother escaping death in, in the Holocaust. So, like, there were a lot of really nice speeches. Um, and I also uh, I also really enjoyed some of the presenters. Oh, I completely agree. You know, the as I'm looking, we're going to get into some um, categories specifically, but as I'm looking over these winners as a whole, like, do you think any of these shows have more than, say, 2 million viewers? Well, that was the biggest thing I, I, <laughs> I tweeted out after the show is that, you know, th there's going to be most of America and, of course, everybody in my family that has no idea what a flea bag is. And sure enough, I got a call from my mother this morning. It's like, what is this? I've never heard of this show. Where is it at? And that's the unfortunate thing. Uh, I, I think, you know, there will be a lot of people walking away saying they don't recognize this show. And, and... I think even like Ozark, does Ozark really have that big of a viewership? I can't imagine I, it does. <laughs> but it has it has the right viewership, you know, which is interesting right. because, you know, these shows like Succession or Ozark or Fleabag, you know, yes, Fleabag is huge in the UK, but there are like three channels in the UK. So um, it's it's not necessarily it. And it never translates uh well to ratings for sure, you know, because the, the numbers are always down, whether it's the Oscars or whether it's the Emmys, if the, if the shows or movies being awarded are niche, then the ratings are going to be smaller and smaller. Um, Lynette, I didn't have time to go through, um, go through and do this research, but um, just, you did a sort of a casual look. Is this the first year that broadcast networks were just completely shut out of everything? Um, not completely shut out. I mean, thank God for SNL for winning, you know, best variety and of course, uh, best directing thing. But other than that, in terms of any scripted stuff, heck yeah. I mean, I, I, well, it, we, we obviously have seen that trending, um, uh, for some time, but you know, it's, <laughs> I mean, Modern Family was really the last broadcast show, show to really hold the mantle for quite some time. Yeah, and I was thinking, like, Sterling K. Brown may be one of the last performers on a broadcast show to have won. Like, it's... it's yeah, yeah. It, they're becoming an endangered species here, and I don't blame your friend who's the TV executive being like, I, why should I air this thing when it's just... Why should we Netflix? pay? Yeah. yeah, why should we pay for this? And I I think we're getting there soon. They have to be getting there soon, because um, I haven't seen the ratings yet. They, they can't be great. There was a huge football game last night. Um, I'm sure people preferred to watch that, not to mention Big Brother. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and so... <laughs> 
Why watch this? Um, the I I haven't seen the exact ratings, but I heard they were an all time low. Yeah, it was. Uh, Initial uh, ratings were down 23% from last year, just based on sort of uh, initial meter markets. So I'm sure, you know, every year it's down <laughs> even further, whether it's the Emmys, whether it's the Oscars, it's just, it's uh, harder and harder to get people to tune in, especially uh, when they can just, you know, look on Twitter the next morning and, you know, watch the, the best moments or the moments that uh, people are talking about. And I don't really know so much if it's about the show itself or the fact that the, the, the business has changed so much, it's outgrown the Emmys. Yeah. It's outgrown this whole Emmy process. And, like, maybe this doesn't seem as relevant as it used to. Well, there's that. And also, they're not, no, aside from Game of Thrones, they're not honoring any shows that people watch. Right. right. Yeah. Or, you and, know, that a, a broad audience watches. And, and I mean, I'm not saying that NCIS should get, like, um, a ton of Emmys, but, like... The broadcast networks still command the majority of viewership. They should have some representation here. Yeah, I drove away last night thinking, does, we have to go back to remember how there was just the Cable Ace Awards and then there were the Emmys. <laughs> the Cable Ace do, Awards. Do we have, should we just have the broadcast Emmys and the the streaming Cable Emmys? Um, but even that would be so, I mean, even the Cable Aces back in the day were kind of lame, but they were a big deal in the time because it's so funny. The tables were turned. They didn't feel like they were getting the honor they deserved from the Emmys. Yeah. And now it's the other way around. No I, love for NCIS. I think we have uh, the broadcast Emmys and it's called the People's Choice Awards. Choice Awards. <laughs> yes. That's what it is. So oh, I, really just, funny, I yeah. just don't know that we need to, you know, I don't know that we need to necessarily like talk about having separate shows, which is I know what a lot of people are talking about. But I think, Lynette, you're right that eventually it's just going to go on Amazon or Netflix or something. Right. And oh, yeah. people who want to watch, Eric, you know, the yeah. high indexing, you know, quote unquote audiences that want to see this stuff. Great. You know, they can. But uh, everyone else uh, can skip it just as they have been doing, <laughs> you know, year after year. And it's so funny, you mentioned HBO. Aside from HBO and FX even, like there weren't a lot of cable networks. Rep I mean, Showtime didn't get anything. Nothing, nothing. Yeah. Yeah, it was most the steaming, the, the steaming, the steaming networks. <laughs> <laughs> um, any other thoughts on the show itself before we move on to some of the categories? Can I just mention my favorite moment? Because I love a good, I love a good teleprompter gag. Um, as we talked about, you know, some of the presenters and speeches were the best moments. And my favorite presenter moment was Maya Rudolph and Ike Barinholtz, uh, who really committed to a gag that they had just had LASIK eye surgery. Uh, and so they were having trouble reading the teleprompter for the outstanding lead actor in a comedy category. Uh, we have a clip. Bart Handmouth, Barry. Dan Chowder, Black Monday. And it went on, you know. They, just, and, and, and they got every no name wrong. Except yeah, for that Ted was the Dance. kicker of that was really funny. <laughs> <laughs> My second favorite was Viola Davis walking out in those sneakers. She didn't wear those on the carpet, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> that was nice. Whatever. My show's done. I'm wearing the sneakers. <laughs> she looked amazing. <laughs> oh, any other fashion moments that um, stood out? A lot of boobs. 
<laughs> we a lot of boobs. A lot of cleavage. You notice there was a True. lot of low clawed dresses. A lot of glistening, mostly because it was hot. Uh, but yeah, there was a whole lot of that. And I was asking uh, everyone, do you think she has boob tape on? Do you think she has boob tape on? Especially Mandy Moore, because it was coming down. Oh, and pink and red seemed to be yes. that combo. Yeah. Um, pink and red. Mandy Moore and Susan Kelechi Watson were both wearing a very similar pink and red dress. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, there was a lot of pink and red together. Yes. Although, I mean, of course they were wearing boob tape. Like, yeah, why would you even ask? To. Otherwise, like, those things would be going this way and that way and yeah, all akimbo. Yeah, yeah all akimbo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We've made Henry and our producer, Patrick, very uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah. I, is, oh, God, I was going to go on. No, I can't. So the only two-sided tape I ever use, um, and I got this tip from Aziz Ansari, actually, was huh. for a pocket square to make oh, a pocket square stand. Oh, smart. Yeah. So it, like, but doesn't get all bunched up or whatever. Exactly, and doesn't fall down or, like, fall out or whatever. That's all I got as far as boob tape. That's my only boob okay. tape story. Anyway, right. I need to stop saying those words. Let's move on. <laughs> Let's move on to the comedy categories. Um, Lynette, like, what were your surprises here, your snubs? Well, the biggest surprise was, of course, the lack of Emmy love for Veep. Uh, we, I think we all chose Julia Dreyfus. Um, w- did we choose her because she survived cancer and she came back? There's a very good chance of that, yes. Well, not uh, just no. that. Not no. just oh, that. I'm very cynical. Come on. I'm cynical. But uh, um, yeah, yeah, She also I mean, deserved did- it. Did she? She yes. did. Apparently, the voters did not believe that. So I thought that... I thought that either Veep was going to win or she was going to win. My hunch was that she was going to win and become the most awarded um, yeah. person in Emmy history, but that didn't happen. Of course, we had um, Fleabag winning, and then we had Phoebe Waller-Bridge winning. Um, Do you think she role. did not deserve it, Phoebe? I mean, that was no, a great th- freshman th- year. No, that well, it was her it sophomore, was sophomore year. and final year, and I think <laughs> you know, I think she deserved it, but I also. I wish that like they had sent Julia Louis Dreyfus. If anyone deserves to be the most, uh, n- most the winningest uh, comedy actress of all time, or you know, I I think it's her. And I think Phoebe Waller Bridge really kind of put voters in a bind to some degree by insisting that season two of Fleabag, six episodes, uh, was its last. And so you know they and she's obviously super hot right now. So they kind of ended up going toward the newer, shinier, still very talented option but i was very sad to see that julia didn't get it yeah I yeah was too. i don't know if i feel that bad she's she's already sick with emmys sick with them she's got so <laughs> many um i i was i was completely shocked but i mean i i do love it when once in a while emmy comes around and takes care of the underdog and who was the underdog here phoebe i don't think she was Aww. the underdog yeah, I mean, well, well, I don't think I don't think anyone picked her. I think everyone picked Julia. Everyone did. I think even you know everyone yeah. went, assumed that she would win for various reasons. So, and the same, and and then in, I mean, what about? I, I think I was also surprised too in the uh, the male category. I actually thought that Ted would come through because he hasn't won in decades, and um, gosh, he didn't win. Um, um, but we, they went with Bear, who we did choose, Bill Hader, correct? I think you and Kristen did. I, yeah. um, I was surprised by all the back-to-back wins for a mm-hmm. lot of these categories. Um, you had Bill Hader winning back-to-back. Um, you had RuPaul winning back-to-back um, for um, both RuPaul's Drag Race and as host. And you had Alex Bornstein winning back-to-back yeah. for supporting actress in a comedy. And God, um, that 
that category was tough. It was her. It was Anna Klumsky, um, Sion Clifford from yeah. um, Fleabag, Olivia Coleman, Betty Gilpin, um, Sarah Goldberg, Marin Hinkle, and Kate McKinnon. And I still maintain that somebody else in that category should have won. I really thought Coleman was going to win because, you know, I thought that would be the acting win that Fleabag got, you know, because mm-hmm. people love her. She was won an Oscar. She's in the uh, in the crown coming up, and she's really, really good in that show. So I was surprised that it went to Borstein again, especially for season two of Maisel, which uh, wasn't universally loved, <laughs> to be honest. Um, and then Shaloub winning. I was like, I mean, we picked... He is great. Like yeah. Make. yeah, he is great, but it's it wasn't somebody that we thought was going to win. I mean, we both thought Tony Hill. Again, why did... We were so pro-Veep, and then, uh, you know, the, the voters just decided they were done with Veep, I guess. You know what? Um, shame on us, because you never vote against the Shaloub when it comes to True. Emmys. As he was somebody tweeted eight times for monk. <laughs> somebody tweeted, "We've been monked." Uh, yes, exactly. I, I, think was, I think it was Michelle Collins tweeted that, and it's true. You're right. He is like an Emmy powerhouse, and he's really, really good. I just thought that it being the final season of Veep and Tony Hill being so great. Um, uh, well, anyway, I mean, they can all cry themselves to sleep on their pillow pillows of money, but still, yeah, I'm sad. Um, any other thoughts in the comedy categories? I just, you know, I'm sad for Julia. I'm sad for Veep in general because that last season was. was she had great. some fun though on stage, didn't she? With she that, did. she had that moment when she came out and thought she was going to be there alone. I mean, she really played that. That was brilliant. And then Tony Hale joining her too, and yeah. and. and <laughs> That was good. That was good. That when I did that um, oral history uh, from 2011, you could find it on ew.com. That's the year that they treated the uh, best actress uh, uh, nominees like pageant members. And Amy Pollard went on and on about how it helps when there are actresses like, of course, her and um, uh, Julia Dreyfus, who really want to go for the, you know, the fun, make the joke. Yeah. And I was so happy to see that Julia took advantage yet another time to have some fun up there. And it was great. It was great. That's the other thing. At times, it felt like a, um, a commercial for HBO with the moment to honor Veep and the moment to yeah. honor Game of Thrones. It was um, it was. And then was there something. was like no real moment to honor uh, Empire. There was like that, exactly. <laughs> there was that <laughs> weird, awkward, you know, like. Like uh, Taraji P. Hansen and Terrence Howard, you know, talking about, oh, it's the final season, but they weren't like, let's look back, you know. And yeah, there was no clip montage or anything like that. Although, per- and why didn't they do that for Modern Family? Did they? Well, you know what? I mean, no. these are shows that have already ended and Empire still has one more season. Oh, sure. um, they did it for Big Bang. Yeah. So I. It wasn't quite as big as yeah, everybody else Yeah, as got, HB- HBO's Well, stuff, they got but, the whole clip, yeah. 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 But it, it will be interesting to see how Fox uh, celebrates the end of Empire, <laughs> given, <laughs> yeah. given all that. Yep. All right, let's move on to the drama categories. And here, I think the biggest surprise for me was that Game of Thrones won, not that they, it was no surprise that Game of Thrones won Best Drama. I thought that was going to happen. Sure. But that it didn't dominate the acting categories at all. In fact, Peter Dinklage was the only one to win in the Best Supporting Actor category for that show. And um, a footnote there, he is now the most honored Best Supporting Actor for a Drama in history. The Dink. The Dink. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he deserves nice. it. 
He definitely deserves. He definitely deserves it. But what do you make of Julia Garner winning Best Supporting <sighs> Actress for Ozark against four actresses from Game of Thrones? I got in a Twitter war with Dalton. Dalton was all over this. He loved the fact that Julia won uh, for Ozark. He loves his work, and actually, there are people too who backed him up. Um, I have to wonder if if they did cancel them out. You know, yeah. I was. I w- during the show, I was texting somebody from HBO, and she says this was our exact worry. And so, obviously, she's was referring to the fact that Gwendolyn submitted herself. Uh, HBO did not submit her. So, and a couple Gwendolyn- other, one other, right? The actress who plays uh, Melisandre didn't she also submit herself? Uh, uh, she, I think she did, well, she, and so like yeah, there were all, there were what like four four actresses from the show there. Yeah, but she didn't get she didn't get nominated. Oh, no. she didn't. Okay. Uh, no, it was Gwendolyn Maisie, um, Lena, Lena, and um, Sophie. Sophie yeah. Oh, okay. Yes. So, um, but yeah, so they four four of them, and they it seemed like yeah, they must have split the vote. I'm sure, and it, Julia obviously it was clear that I mean she 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 rallied and she was fine on stage, but she had to have not expected that. Come on. Oh, I I agree with you completely. You know, but I went back and looked at some of the other examples of a t- at times when actors from uh, multiple actors from the same show were nominated, and they don't always cancel each other out. Like Katherine Heigl won in 2007 um, for Best Supporting Actress in a Drama, and she was up against. Um, a, um, Sandra O oh and Chandra Wilson from Grey's Anatomy. Like, there's there have been times where people don't. I was there just a lot of Game of Thrones backlash. I don't. I just don't know. I just felt like out of all the actors from this last season, she was the one who stood out the most for a great. Gwendolyn Christie, I agree completely. Yeah. So I I. I yeah, I mean, I would I would have preferred to see her win, even over the Dink, even though the Dink had a great season. <laughs> can That's we not? The, I know, but we, we, it's an affectionate <laughs> nickname. But yes, I can see why it might be seen as problematic. Uh, but I I wanted it for her. I think most people wanted it for her. She got a so. great. She got the biggest sort of applause, or one of the biggest yeah, rounds sure of did. applause when they re- reunited on stage. But yeah, as you pointed out, Henry, it's like you know the show won, but then. Maybe everyone was like, fine, I'll give it to Game of Thrones, even though I didn't like this last <laughs> season. But they weren't going to give them any of the acting awards, you know, for oh, out, of, oh out of like, you know, irritation over the polarizing final season. Um, so to preview the Emmys 2020, I think that Succession is going to have a huge, huge yeah. I, have, I, I, oh, I think you're I totally right. agree. And yeah. if you're listening, if you haven't had a chance, I finally have gone back to binge it. It's such great television. It's so good. The thing, the, oh, it's amazing television. The thing that... I t- only thing I take issue with when I hear critics talk about it is this is not highbrow television. Like this is like Dynasty or Dallas yeah. updated for the current millennia millennium. Like yes. it's not I mean like, the writing's better than Dynasty, that's for damn sure. But um no, you're you're correct. You are completely correct. Yeah. It's it's soapy and fun and frothy, but it's it's not the Sopranos. No, it is not. It's it, and it's funny. It is funny. Oh. This is an example of two actors from the same show being nominated in a category and it, they didn't cancel each other out in the best actress um, category. We had Jodie Comer taking it for Killing Eve for the second season of Killing Eve that a lot of us didn't enjoy as much. Yeah, I like to think of this as a make good for last year for season one, when which was much better and she wasn't nominated and deserved to be. Um, but she, she still, she was certainly the best part of season two. Um, and I'm very happy that she won. I'm surprised. I think a lot of people thought it would go to Sandra Oh. Um, yeah, I thought so for sure. And she beat out Amelia Clark and Viola Davis and Laura Linney and Mandy Moore and Sandra yeah. Oh and Robin Wright. She beat out these really established actresses. Who did we pick here? 
Did we pick Sandra? I, I picked Sandra. Okay. I think I picked Amelia. I think this. I did too. So, oh gosh! Yeah, yeah that was, was a shocker. It, it was a shocker, but a happy one. I was happy to see that she uh, she got the the win because she, I mean she has given one of the best you know TV performances of the year yet again. If you're Mandy Moore, do you prepare a speech? <laughs> oh, oh! <laughs> I mean, I don't think so. I mean, I, you obviously probably should always be prepared, just like that Ozark chick obviously was, kind of. But, yeah, yeah. I mean, does Mandy sit at her desk and, like, go, oh, what the hell? I, mean, I can't What I can't do this. I don't know. I think, <laughs> I guess it depends on if she's superstitious. But, like, if she does, you know, I feel sad for her. And, yeah, Billy Porter, I, I usually hate prepared speeches when they bring a card up, but he did it so elegantly, his cards, mm-hmm. when he ran. So that was one prepared speech that I was, I loved. And I believe he, we all chose him to win. Yes, yeah, yes. and that was just one of the that was one of the best best moments, and I was it brought tears to my eyes. I thought yeah. it was amazing. The category is that was so sweet. it was so great, and I was you know I love that like you know this was one of the reasons I think as you we talked about how Game of Thrones didn't win the acting categories like they they wanted to spread the love for some of these other shows. Obviously, Pose was nominated for best drama, but it was never going to win. So this was a great way to celebrate it, and he's obviously very beloved. Um, and, uh, it was, that was such a great speech and so lovely and everyone was so excited to see him win. Like nobody was, you know, nobody was, uh, begrudging that happy moment. Um, let's move on quickly to the limited series categories and the reality categories. Um, Kristen, was there anything in these that stood out for you? I was a little surprised that, uh, Chernobyl beat out, when they see us for limited series itself, I'm, you know, as we talked about earlier, so happy that Jarell Jerome uh, won for lead actor. He's incredible in it. And he was, you know, he really gave such incredible performance. Um, I was sad to see, though, that uh, Ava didn't get it for directing or that uh, it only got two awards. It was Jarell Jerome and uh, casting, which, you know, both. And Chernobyl was good, too. I just I'm surprised, uh, given how much of a phenomenon even beyond, you know, the entertainment sphere that when they see us became. I'm surprised that voters didn't uh, reward it more. Henry, did you make it through all of Chernobyl? Oh, God, no. <laughs> I couldn't. <laughs> I couldn't. I couldn't. I really couldn't. Uh, I, I did. I appreciate how well done it was, but no, I couldn't. Did you make it through, Kristen? I did. I did make it through. And I made it through when they see us, which I thought was even harder to make it through. Um, yeah. So, I mean, they were both excellent. And, you know, I understand. I, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe it was. I do think that actually when they see us was so hard from the moment like the first episode is so brutal that i bet a lot of people just couldn't get past it and then you know they ended up watching uh more of chernobyl and and felt more equipped to honor that i have to wonder if this is the one of the few nominees from last night where a lot of people watched i mean it 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 is the most downloaded show downloaded is that the right most streamed show in netflix's history so you got to compare that to all many of the other nominees i think everyone saw this and, gosh, still didn't really win, win big. As I mentioned, I was so happy to see Ben Whishaw win for oh, a very yeah. English scandal. Um, if you haven't checked that out, it's streaming on Amazon Prime. It is so, it's a tight three hours. It's like a classic miniseries, and it is so 
well done and dives into a part of history that I just had absolutely no idea about. And he's outstanding as is Hugh Grant, and um, it's worth checking out. I really this is another it category, too. by the way. There were three nominees from When They See Us up against Ben, and then Paul Dano from Dannemora, and then Stellan Skarsgård from Chernobyl. Um, we weren't really screaming about cancellation, canceling each other out on that one, but uh, because I think we also believe that Ben deserved it. Yeah. And I realized that we should never bet, like Tony Shalhoub, we should never <laughs> bet against Patricia Arquette when it comes right. to Emmys. Oh my, she's another one. She's now a bona fide Academy um, darling. She they love is. her. She, did you know that she won for Medium as well back in the day? What? They love her. Oh my God, that's right. Yes. Did you just look that up this morning? I looked it up last night. Oh my God. Wow. Yeah, they love her. They yeah. love her. I mean, great. She, you know, good for her. She deserves it. But wow, medium. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Literally medium. <laughs> wow. <laughs> but Ghost Whisperer didn't win any, but medium right? did. I know. We what was ask, the other we one? We got to ask her. What was that <laughs> other NBC show, The Profiler? Did that, did that, I feel like that was a contemporary <laughs> yeah. of medium. Did that lady win anything? Sure. Allie Walker? Uh, I don't, I don't think so. Wait, speaking of which, like an, uh, an aside, um, I'm I'm blanking on her name. She played. She was in Jesse, the comedy. She's on. Oh, Christina Netflix. Applegate. Okay, okay, Christina Applegate is on the carpet. Oh, yes, God. this was great. And who was that? Who was interviewing her? Jenny, uh, Juliana Rancic. It, it was Rancic. Wait, no, oh, she did. No, it was Jenny McCarthy. Oh. Jenny McCarthy, and she basically said, "So this is your first nomination. How does that feel?" And she says, "Well, I got him for Samantha Who, but okay, we'll forget about that." No, she did that to Juliana Rancic too, as well. <gasps> then, did, did everyone clip, miss this? I saw a clip of it in Juliana Rancic. Oh my God! So oh, then I two saw, different hosts uh, said, for, forgot that a decade Samantha ago who? she had been nominated more than once as lead actress. That's for That's really got to make her feel like. Crap. <laughs> I also love Lynette that you said, you know, the one from Jesse. <laughs> <laughs> the underrated Jesse, yes. That is harsh. That is harsh. Yeah, no, I oh mean, my of course. But poor. Samantha Who, too. She got nominations for Samantha Who. I guess we all wanted to forget that. Maybe that's. No, oh, I kind of liked I didn't Samantha, mind Who. Samantha Who. Well, I think, did she get nominated for Friends? Because I think she um, did in I the guest category, did, yeah. 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 Uh, well, and the, the other thing that was annoying about Jenny too, she kept on saying, "Okay, sweetheart, how do you feel about that, sweetheart?" And calling her the love names, and I'm sure she just wanted to smack her. Oh <laughs> God, Jenny McCarthy. Uh, yeah. I really would have loved to see Christina Applegate um, win for Dead to Me. I know. It was such, oh, it was such a good performance and such a good show. <laughs> um, any, all right, so I have a couple of thoughts about the reality category. Yes. Um, RuPaul won for hosting, which was amazing, and RuPaul's Drag Race won for Best Competition Series. And what's so interesting about the Best Competition Series Emmy is that Emmys get into a rut and then like award the same show yeah. over and over in this category. Amazing so Amazing Race, race won like ten times, <laughs> so and then the is Voice RuPaul won the new five. Amazing Race. Is yeah, that what so you're I think RuPaul's the new Amazing. They get comfortable with yeah. one. Like they have such disdain for the category, so they get comfortable with one show and they just keep awarding. Yeah, because they don't want to go watch Nailed It. It's just easier <laughs> to like. <laughs> Just give it to RuPaul again. You know, I, I can I can live with that. I mean, until they right the wrong of uh, including anything from the Bachelor franchise in this category, I'm fine with it going to. Uh, I don't RuPaul. think this category needs to be in the primetime show. Put it back in. <gasps> Rude. And I don't think it needs to be there. Well, it's because yeah, I don't think there's anything exciting about this except for RuPaul. He's, well, have him be a presenter. Hell, have him host. But I don't think we need the competition really in it. You know, in the I game. loved his pink and black. Tux. I know he yes. looked excellent. Can you imagine though if something from the Bachelor franchise won, and then Mike Fleiss had to get up on stage? That would be incredible. <laughs> yes, that and would be. I'd like just to thank like, my wife. No, oh, not really. Oh no, <laughs> Lynette. 
Oh, that's dark. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> Moving on. So I think we covered most of the categories. Um, Lynette, I want to turn to you and wrap this up by asking, what, if anything, will we be talking about from this particular Emmy ceremony in, say, five years? That's a tough. Um, I think if there's anything that will come out of this was the uh, the lack of more Emmys for Game of Thrones. They still had a great night. Uh, between the creative uh, Emmys and this show, they had 13. Uh, so they did well. I, I, I think everyone assumed that they would do better. And so uh, I think that's the one thing they'll talk about. I don't know if they'll talk about Fleabag uh, in five years, the, the big flea bag win. I don't think it'll be, they, I don't think they'll look badly upon it, but I just don't know if it'll just be set in stone that, yeah. Well, they might talk about Phoebe Waller-Bridge in five years when she's a multiple Oscar nominee and they'll be like her meteoric rise to fame, you know, uh, began in 2017 and then, you know, continued on through the 2019 Emmys, maybe that. But I do also think there could be a chance that they will talk about the year that the Emmys tried no host, you know, for... Uh, Although this has happened before, but I think, uh, you know, this is the first time in the in the most recent era, the year that the Emmys tried no host and it was so bad, they went, you know, they went back immediately in the next year. Christian, I completely agree with you. I think this will be remembered as the year of no host. <laughs> I also think five years from now, Julie Louis-Dreyfus is going to be on uh, yet another very critically acclaimed um, sitcom. And that will oh. be the year that she um, that she finally becomes the most awarded performer in Emmy history. And that's right. And they'll bring up that she lost out shockingly. Exactly. <laughs> at this is at this uh, ceremony, but that she finally got her win. Because as we remember, you know, she was nominated for Old Christine and she won. And she made a joke at the uh, when she won for that. And after years of uh, post-Seinfeld failure, she joked about uh, she's, how she's never really believed much in curses. I liked how the camera did flash on her uh, when Phoebe won, and because you know they wanted to see if she was like rallying or something. But she was, uh, I, I, she, she was a plot. I mean, what yeah. else can she do? What else can she do? No, she handled herself very yeah. well. Yes. As, as she's, one a would expect. she's a pro. She's a pro. Well, that is going to do it for this season of The Awardist. Thank you so much for sticking with us and hearing us banter about Emmys and TV. We hope you enjoyed it. Um, but stay tuned because um, The Awardist is going to be back in a few weeks and coming later this fall with our Oscar edition and a new rotation of hosts. So you'll want to check them out. And um, we just want to thank you. So thank you, Lynette. Thank you, Henry. Thank you, Kristen. Thanks to both of you. And we will be back when it's time to talk TV again. Always time to talk TV. So that's tomorrow. See you tomorrow. That's tomorrow. Um, Lynette, <laughs> that's where, Lynette, where can people find you? <laughs> Lynette, where can people find you on social media? I am at Lynette Rice. And Kristen, how about you? I'm at Kristen G. Baldwin. Great. And I'm at Henry Goldblatt on Instagram and Twitter. And you can keep in touch with us there. That's going to do it. Thank you so much.